Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. Darren Vaught is producing and is back in studio in Raleigh with the interns. They're taking your calls right now. The Panthers are in London to face the Buccaneers. They have a chance of emerging with a 4-2 record. That would be 4-0 under Kyle Allen. Cam Newton is back in Charlotte and is not traveling with the team. Jake in Wrightsville wants to steer our ship. Kevin in Burlington wants to steer our ship. He has the NFL on his mind. Doug is in Wilson, North Carolina. You can join us from Boone or Asheville or the triad to our west. The Outer Banks, Wilmington, Greenville, and other places to our east. We are right in your midst if you're listening in the Triangle and or the Fayetteville area. You can join us next with your question, comment, or complaint. Remember, Free For All Friday allows for more phone calls. Since we went statewide and syndicated about a decade ago, those are tougher to pull off. The waits can be longer, I understand. The lines are often busy. One of the reasons we created Free For All Friday was to allow for more of your participation as we have more guests Monday through Thursday, and I mostly lead the conversation. We turn it upside down on Friday so that you can steer us away from whatever you're tired of in sports radio and take us toward whatever might be burning a hole in your sports soul. You are welcome to go back to the week that was. NHL, Major League Baseball playoffs. We were in Charlotte for ACC Operation Basketball. We talked with all of the head coaches and many of the key players. The Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, China versus the NBA debacle continues. The President of the United States has chimed in on that one to fan the flames of those headlines a little bit. Colin Kaepernick's representatives released a statement yesterday outlining and what they said were, was correcting a lot of social media and even sports media narratives. Kaepernick, of course, has not played in the NFL since 2016. His body of work is better than most backup quarterbacks and some starters, but how much rust is on you three years after you last played a game, that's certainly a fair debate. I would just encourage folks to not claim to be experts on his prowess when coaches and owners say he's good enough to play. I think we should take their word for that. And if you want to get into the political side of things, if you just hate Colin Kaepernick. Well, if you owned a team, you wouldn't have to sign him. The rules don't require that. You cannot sign anybody for virtually any reason. You don't think he fits your system. You don't think he's good anymore. You didn't like that he knelt during the national anthem. As long as you're not conspiring with another NFL owner, you are not violating any law or policy by keeping him out of the NFL. 1-800-849-2761. Darren, did we have a liberal media sighting in the first two hours of today's program? It's been a while <laughs> since I heard one of those. Was I almost never hear anything intelligent after a comma where someone throws out the phrase liberal media, right? <laughs> Have you noticed that? I, it just almost never leads to anything intelligent because you get so into the brand, the two-word phrase, that you kind of give away that you've turned off your thinking cap entirely. We like independent thinkers. We like critical thinkers. Don't play that ridiculous game. Bring something more intelligent to the table. We'll be happy to have you. 1-800-849-2761. Darren, what is the most popular or most watched uh, TV news channel in America? Do you know or cable TV? Uh, I, I mean, I couldn't say confidently based on well, numbers. Well, I'll no. answer it for you then. It's Fox News. Are they liberal? No, sounds, not to my sounds, knowledge. It sounds a little snowflakery like to complain about the liberal <laughs> media when you live in a country where that is the uh, 
most watched news program. But hypocrisy is everywhere. That's the way it goes sometimes, even in sports media. 1-800-849-2761. Let's chat about the actual topics. Let's keep the nonsense off to the side. We come back to your calls now. 1-800-849-2761. Doug in Wilson, North Carolina. You're next on Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Hey, man, good to talk to you. Great, great show. Lots of good information. Thank you. I I am a recently acquired 11-game package deal this year with nice. the Hurricanes. And nice. it, it has been awesome. Good to have you aboard. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thursday night, though, was awesome to see Eric Holler. I have heard a lot of talk about him from Vegas. Holler. Never, holler foot. <laughs> Paula is reminded me of Niederreiter, where when we got Niederreiter, he was a strong net front presence. Yes. And do you do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, and actually, Nino is a little bit of a bigger body with not as much production lately, whereas Hala is not quite as big physically, but he's trying to play a similar role, and it's essential, man. You know, Rod Brindamore on down, they'll tell you. You don't have nearly as many pretty goals in hockey. You have a lot more what the guys call greasy goals. And, you know, sometimes an Ajo or a Teravainen scores just that beautiful sniper high-skill goal, and we all applaud and jump out of our seats, and that's great. You need, you need high-end skill to win hockey games. But you also need the grinder stuff. And I'd say both two newcomers, Ryan Dezingle and Eric Halla, have uh, been able to score a few times, like, right there near the crease. you got to bother those goalies, man. They're too good. You can't let them see all these shots. So whether it's on a rebound or a screen or whatever, uh, I love what those two newcomers have brought to the Canes table. Yes, sir. Uh, did get the chance to watch the game Sunday. Um, that was for, not Sunday. No, Tuesday. I'm sorry. I watched the game on the from DVR. And yeah. watching the Zingle, my God, 200-foot game quick. Awesome, yeah. awesome skater. Well, that's dedication, man. Watching the, Can watching the Canes midweek game on DVR, man, you are truly a Caniac at this point. Uh, I think I read that the Canes had, was it 5 million-plus in new season ticket revenue? I mean, that's a lot now. In some years, that number was $1 million. So I don't know how much of that. Maybe Doug and Wilson personally is responsible for one of the $5 million. Maybe he just bought tickets for everybody in his extended family. Appreciate your conversion to Caniac Hood. Justin is in Elkin. Jake is in Wrightsville. Kevin is in Burlington. Let's go to Justin in Elkin, North Carolina. He has the NFL on his mind. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, DG. Always a fan and friend of the show. Thank Got you very a, much. Uh, question about your thoughts on another one of our favorite athletes that people seem to love to pick on and that's cam newton true so i've watched i've watched cam since he was at auburn been a big fan of his uh his game his style his his leadership abilities but cam's the kind of player that i've seen that when he's really really up he's really really up and when he's really really down he's really really down and he's hard to get back up so when he comes back, do you do you think how much of it do you think is is mental as much as it is physical? Do you think he's going to have uh, the yips or the the shanks, so to speak, as as if you were in golf or baseball? And, and if he has a, a rough week or two here or there when he first comes back, 
how how hard is it going to be to get him back up? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm not fearful of the yinks or the shanks, and those are the, the yips or the shanks rather, and those are great phrases from other sports. Uh, I, I'll put it this way: one of the biggest ways I've changed in 33 years in the media, there are only a handful of things that I used to roll my eyes at, at as a young person that I've come to understand with, you know, wisdom and maturity and experience. Most of us don't know as much as we think we know in our teens and early 20s. Uh, One of the biggest changes that I've just gone through in a personal evolution in my sports media career is that I underestimated how true and honest coaches were being when they described practice and the importance of practice and the importance of translating from practice Uh, from practice two games, whatever you've been working on. And the reason I bring that up is that Norv Turner, the offensive coordinator, and Ron Rivera, the head coach, will get a full week-long glimpse into what Cam Newton can and can't do in the week leading up to whenever he says he's healthy enough to play again. In other words, it's not just get out there Sunday and expect the light switch to go on. There have been occasional athletes in some sports that just seem to be at their best when the lights are brightest, right? But I believe that I've come to believe, and coaches have been telling me this for 30 years, it just took me a decade to figure out that they were right, 90% of players play like they practice. So if there's extreme rust, or even in the worst-case scenario, the yips or the shanks that you're describing when Cam Newton is healthy enough, you know, maybe by the end of October, uh, they'll see it in practice. And from my perspective, that's something you have to consider when you pull the switch on Cam Newton starting again. It's not just, what, is he back at practice? Is it, it's, is he completing the throws that he will need to make on Sunday? And if he's not, well, then guess what? He needs another week to shake the rust off. In the biggest picture, they have to play him again. You cannot have lingering as a question whether a guy you've invested $100 million-plus in is your quarterback of the future or not. You cannot, as a healthy franchise, allow that to linger. Now, the timetable is what we're not sure of. But when Cam is healthy, let him prove it in practice first. Remember, his completion percentage went way up under the new offensive coordinator, North Turner, last year. That was a sign of great promise and optimism. And then he got hurt, and the season crashed, and Cam eventually had to take himself out of the lineup. Let him prove in practice that he doesn't have the yips or the shanks. As soon as he proves that, he's your starting quarterback again. And hopefully Kyle Allen keeps up the winning pace, and he's a heck of a backup. So that if Cam struggles even within a game when he is healthy, you don't hesitate to try Kyle Allen to just give the team a jolt. But for now, this is Kyle Allen's show. It doesn't sound like Cam is a week or two away from coming back. But uh, the bottom line is I don't worry about yips or shanks unless I see them in practice, and then everybody's worried about everything. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Curtis has college football on his mind. Freddie has college basketball on his mind. Kevin has the NFL on his mind. And Jake has golf on his mind. Let's get to as many of those calls as we can. Darren, I'm going to throw it back to you now. We will recalibrate. And then maybe I can just go one, two, three, four, five. Looks like we have five different topics. I love when that happens. Baseball, hockey, basketball, football, and more. As we join you live from the SAS Championship, Prestonwood Country Club in Cary. Remember, the legends of golf are already on the course, and they are here through Sunday. Get here live if you can. Learn more about the great family-friendly offerings. The golf is obvious with nine different World Golf Hall of Famers in the competitive field. SASChampionship.com is the website where you can learn about a whole bunch of things, including 
kids 17 and under are admitted free. Military personnel are admitted free all week with identification. There are a lot of other options, Food Truck Friday and otherwise, that you can learn more about by visiting the website, sasschampionship.com. Let me throw it back to the studio, and then we're rapid-fire phone calls, 1-800-849-2761. We follow your lead, free-for-all Friday style, next on the David Glenn Show. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. We're coming back to your phone calls, but I have to ask my producer back in the studio, Darren Vaught. Did I see that Kurt Schilling is trending on social media? I'm almost afraid to ask, but can you boil down why Kurt Schilling is trending on social media as we go to Jake and Kevin and Jerry and Freddie and Curtis, college football, NFL, NHL, including your red-hot Carolina Hurricanes, baseball's Final Four, college basketball and the NBA, those seasons are nearing merely weeks away as we discuss a football weekend that offers a lot of tasty treats. And as we head to PNC Arena for the Canes game against the Islanders, we are here at, SAS Champ at the SAS Championship at Prestonwood Country Club watching the legends of golf keep uh, compete for another Champions Tour title. Uh, so, Darren, hit, hit me with it. I'm afraid to know, but yeah. why is Kurt Schilling trending? Well, I mean, I was scared to click as well because you see Kurt Schilling trending. You know it's not because it's his birthday and he's receiving warm wishes. <laughs> throughout Twitter so I click it and it turns out that Kurt Schilling having never coached baseball a day in his life not at the major league level is vying for a spot among major league baseball coaching ranks he mentioned the Phillies managerial oh, job no 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 and he mentioned get this no. CG, get this the other one he mentioned the pitching coach job for the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> I'm, I'm occasionally reminded of this as an American citizen. If you gave me the choice between Kurt Schilling as the Phillies manager, since I'm a Phillies fan, and just door number two, like I don't even know Take what is field. behind Take door number field. two. <laughs> Every once in a while, somebody takes higher office in the United States of America where I feel this way, and it's like, all right, you can either have this dude again or, uh, you know the previously licked lollipop and I'll, I'll take the latter uh, get you can have this guy again or uh you know a used by dogs repeatedly fire hydrant okay i'll take the latter get, give me the used by dogs repeatedly fire hydrant i feel that way about higher office candidates from time to time sometimes even the incumbent uh, i feel that way about kurt schilling as a potential phillies manager i will take the previously licked lollipop as the next manager of the Phillies over any version of Kurt Schilling, just for the record. All right, back to your free-for-all Friday phone calls, 1-800-849-2761. No malignant narcissists in my world. Jerry and Winston-Salem, you're next on the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Well, i got to disagree with you about the uh, when Cam's healthy, what the coaches see in practice, they'll make a decision whether to play him or not. I'm willing what, to bet the last how, half of last How else year, will they decide? His practice horrible. I'm willing to bet the beginning of this year his practice was, was horrible, and they played him when he was hurt. Their choices were Cam Newton and Kyle Allen, and Kyle Allen had only started one NFL game at that point. 
So if Cam's telling you he's healthy, you're going to start Cam, um, unless the doctors tell you otherwise. So I see what you're saying, and there were times when Cam hit low lows in the last eight years that he didn't practice great and started anyway. But this is different, right? This is not – if Cam Newton started the first six games of the year, had a poor week of practice, you're not going to yank him because of that in those circumstances. These are different circumstances. So I, I, I see your point, and I think in a lot of contexts it's a great point. But when you're coming back from a month-plus away, how you practice is going to matter infinitely more than if you're, you know, if Cam was leading a 15-1 and season and was the NFL MVP, guess what? He could look like a dud Monday through Friday, and he's still starting on Sunday in that context. So context matters, often in life and in sports, and that's why I think it matters here. You can't plug Cam back in until he proves to you, A, that he's healthy. Remember, we now know he was lying about his health earlier this year. And, B, he's got to be ready to hit the throws North Turner needs him to make in practice. Otherwise, I'm not going to believe he's going to hit those throws on Sunday. I think that's the most intelligent way to approach it. A fair point in the general sense, but I don't think it, it applies perfectly here. Curtis and Wilmington, you're next on the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, CG. Uh, wondering if Appalachian State wins out this season and the small conference teams ranked ahead of them now lose, do they have a shot at actually making the playoffs this year? Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun? So you're picturing App State like going to South Carolina later in this season and beating the Gamecocks, sweeping the rest of their Sun Belt schedule, so they would be 12-0, and and you see them, this in this hypothetical, they're going to go to the Sun Belt title game, win that, and then they're sitting there at 13-0, and right? And then how would they do against, what, if everybody has at least one loss? I, I actually believe the answer is no. Um, I think what's going to happen is, in this hypothetical, and it's an unlikely hypothetical, but just for fun. Mountaineers are sitting there outside the Power Five, but 13-0 Sunbelt champions. Everybody in the Power Five, all five champions have one loss or more. What will happen is you start splicing everybody's resume. So the 12-1 SEC champion or 12-1 ACC champion, you're going to start asking, okay, they have a loss, unlike the Mountaineers, but what are their best wins? And what's going to hurt the Mountaineers is that their best wins are going to be a below-average South Carolina team in the SEC, an average UNC team by ACC standards, 3-3 three and three right now. We'll see how the Tar Heels keep going. Mountaineers already beat Carolina, of course, in Chapel Hill. And then, what, Louisiana would be their other best win. So none of those teams is likely to finish this season ranked in the national top 25. And if you're asking for one of the four precious spots in the college football playoff and you don't have a single win over somebody that finishes in the national top 25, they're not going to put you in. They're, they're going to say, all right, this, this team was 12-1, and one, but they also have three or four wins over the top 25. And I know that's not the answer App State fans want to hear. It's the only way I know how. When you ask me a question and the truth is not what you want to hear, i got to hit you with it anyway. Uh, it's a fun hypothetical. But it's just incredibly unrealistic to happen that way for starters. And then beyond that, keep in mind, we're not even sure App State is automatically going to be the best resume outside the Power Five. Because right now, you know, Boise State is 5-0 and as a member of the Mountain West. 
So Boise would claim that it has an even better resume than 5-0 and Appalachian State right now. SMU is 6-0 and as a member of the American. Uh, Memphis in the American is 5-0. and So App State, you know, in the shorter term, should be comparing itself to the others outside the Power Five with the, the prettiest resumes. And to Eli Drinkwitz's credit and Scott Satterfield's to a degree as well, it's great to see App State in that conversation. But when you start talking about the loftiest goal, remember we've never had an example of a team outside the Power Five making the college football playoff. There are some pretty cool secondary treats if you can be the best team from outside the Power Five. I mean, you get a really big-time assignment on January 1st in those other major bowl games. So maybe that's the more realistic mega goal for Eli Drinkwitz. Of course, as a guest on our show, he has told us and would be probably reminding all of us right now that whereas we can have these conversations in sports radio and on message boards and fan boards, et cetera, his attitude as the head coach of the Mountaineers is all about, you know, winning your next three games in conference play uh, and then heading to South Carolina, maybe with an 8-0 and record. Wouldn't that be fun? November 9th, 8-0 and App State visiting the Gamecocks of the SEC. That would put App State on the national radar. If they beat an SEC team on their home field to get to 9-0, and that's a conversation I personally want to see happen. Whether it does, of course, it's a little bit of an unlikely scenario, but fun to consider nevertheless. 1-800-849-2761. <laughs> Terry and Apex isn't sure Kurt Schilling should coach anything, much less a baseball team. That's an interesting call. I am tempted to go right to Terry. Uh, let me see. You're telling me Freddie in Goldsboro is next on the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. Yeah, go ahead, Freddie. Well, my question was that I had heard Jim Behan with David's interview, and he was speaking about how well off the basketball players were, what they got to go to school and play ball, and also what their advantages were when they graduated. And we seem to be concerned about these players, but we don't hear much about the average student that goes to school that has to borrow a lot of money to go through school and maybe their parents are not financially able. And I was just wondering uh, why the media was so entrenched on these basketball players that have already got it made. I was, that was just my question. Yeah, I really yeah, I get it. I really yeah. appreciated what Jim Bohine said about, you know, his team and all, and I think he had the right idea. Well, tell me this, Freddie. Isn't it at least fair to ask the question? In other words, even if you ultimately agree with Jim Beheim, and that's fine, we're all entitled to our opinions, isn't it fair for the media or anybody else to ask a question that when the NCAA, college sports, which were tiny when you or I were little kids, uh, now it's a multi-billion dollar industry with a B, and coaches make multi-million dollar salaries, isn't it at least time to ask the question if the athletes who are the, the labor, if you will, in this multi-billion dollar industry, shouldn't we at least wonder whether they should be able to take, care of, take advantage of the free market the way the coaches are able to take advantage of the free market? Jim Beheim's not making as many millions if he's not in the free market. These athletes are not in the free market, and I agree with you. They are getting a lot, and not everybody understands that, but... 
Uh, I guess the question becomes, when college sports has become this big and this lucrative, why should everybody else get to enjoy the free market, but the athletes themselves are somehow cut out of that? To, at the very least, I think we should debate it, uh, even if we end up coming to different conclusions. Well, that, that much is true, but all of these athletes that are going to college, they're going because they want to. You know, A lot of them would probably go if they uh, didn't receive no more than what the average student got. They would still go because they left to play play basketball. And, right. I, and Jim Bohan the other day made the statement, you know, about the coaches or what they were making, you know, but he was still, from his talk, I kind of was led to believe that he was concerned about the other ones that uh, do not have the opportunity that the basketball players do. Yeah, I'm not as bothered by the inequality because let's – be real in in your real business world or my real business world uh you know i was once the sports radio guy making peanuts uh or the sports writer making peanuts and fortunately at a later stage of my career i'm closer to the other end of the spectrum um so just in the college sports context some guys get all the attention from girls on campus because of the star quarterback and some guys don't get any attention because of the third string cornerback um we don't need to equalize everything do we so jim Beheim is worried about the star player signing some kind of endorsement deal for twenty five thousand dollars and he's worried about the last guy on his roster being jealous about that money well guess what we all live in the real world. I run a business. Some of my employees make less, others make more. Some get more attention, some get less attention, or none at all, right? He already has to manage a locker room where several players hardly play at all and others play a lot. He already has to manage a locker room where some players get zero media requests and his stars are on TV or radio or in the spotlight all the time. So it's, it's strange to me when they just want to cut out the economic part, right? It's, it's okay that their players get different levels of publicity. It's okay that their players get different levels of playing time. It's okay that their players have different levels of future professional basketball income, but somehow, some way, it's going to be so disruptive that one guy has a, an endorsement deal and, and picks up money and another guy does not. Well, guess what? Your existing locker room under the existing rules, some guys are from wealthier families and some guys are from poor families. You already have layer after layer after layer after layer of inequality. That's just the reality under the current system. So I'm, I'm suspicious of those who say, oh, we're afraid of one more layer of inequality when there's already inequality. And this, this type of inequality would be a merit-based system. If you earn your way into a level where people want to use you as an endorser, in a free market, you'd get your twenty-five grand, and somebody and your teammates are looking around wishing they got it too. But they also wish they had your playing time. They maybe also wish they had your family's money. They also wish they, they had the, the interviews that you had. It's, it's just one more layer that coaches already have to manage but they want to take advantage of the free market themselves financially, but keep their players from enjoying that same free market. I, I'm not, I don't think your conclusion is crazy. It's a complicated story, but I, I, don't, buy the ba the, I don't buy that part of Jim Beheim's uh, argument for the reasons that I just laid out. 1-800-849-2761. Terry in Apex, you're next on the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, David, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, I man. What's on your mind? 
I cut up, I cut the radio on just a little while ago, and I heard you say something about someone's mentioning Kirk Schilling as manager of the Phillies. That could be the worst name yes. I've ever heard mentioned for a manager of a major league baseball. Team. I'm with you. I'm with you. No, he's uh, off his rocker. He has lost his bearings. He rarely says anything that makes any sense at all. And I admire the heck of him out of him out as a former major league baseball pitcher and a heck of a competitor. But he's just become a delusional, angry, mean-spirited conspiracy theorist in his spare time. And uh, I don't want anybody like that managing my Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. He was, listen, I'm a Yankee fan, and I didn't like him when he was a Red Sox, but you have to admire what he did, especially that one series where he, the bloody Sox, okay? Uh, yes. But, but still, since he's gotten out of the game, oh, my gosh. Hey, in terms of management, he lost all that money on that business he started, and a lot of it was the state's money. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, know, I don't want that I, guy managing my franchise, that's for sure. Exactly. Listen, just wanted to tell you I agree with you 100% on that one. Thank you for listening. Wouldn't it be fun to come up with job descriptions that Kurt Schilling would be good for? I mean, that's going to be a pretty short list, but uh, he certainly is not going to be a good fit for the Phillies manager or probably anybody else in Major League Baseball. You're not really up for that game today, Darren Vaught, are you? Jobs that Kurt Schilling would be a quality applicant for. Hmm. It's Friday, man. We don't get, get like, me started. We got like 20 don't, minutes don't left. Don't get me started. <laughs> Charles in Chapel Hill wants in on the NFL. Kevin in Burlington says his Vikings are going to beat my Eagles. That's okay. Mark in Briar Creek. Has Kurt Schilling and Cam Newton on his mind? Oh, boy. 1-800-849-2761. Basketball, hockey, Major League Baseball playoffs, college football, the NFL, and our SAS championship are all, 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 are all on our radar here at Prestonwood Country Club. Come see us if you can. I'm here until 3 o'clock. More importantly, the legends of golf are here through Sunday as they compete in this annual, annual PGA Tour Champions event. Freddie Couples, Davis Love III, Bernhard Longer, Colin Montgomery, in all about 10 World Golf Hall of Famers. Come see them compete now through Sunday at Prestonwood here in Cary. Back to your free-for-all Friday phone calls next on the David Glenn Show. Kevin Harlan is joining us. It was a boring game, and the guy ran out right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver <laughs> to be a part of the play. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. You always think of calling that dramatic last-second buzzer-beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic. This is the David Glenn Show. All right, here we go. It's the last call for phone calls on Free For All Friday. Guests are in the books, Hall of Famers all week long. You get to be a part of the same week of programming as Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, Jim Beheim, Tony Bennett, and a cast of dozens of other great guests here on the David Glenn Show. We're coming at you live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns. It is free for all Friday. We are halfway to Margaritaville. We do have an NFL weekend that offers the 49ers still undefeated at the Rams. The Saints visiting the Jaguars with New Orleans still utilizing Teddy Bridgewater in for the injured Drew Brees, setting the pace in the NFC South. Your Panthers can get to 4-2 and two and maybe even a share of the divisional lead. For that to happen, Kyle Allen needs to win again. Cam Newton, of course, stayed in Charlotte. 
did not travel to London. The Panthers need a revenge game against the Buccaneers, who beat them earlier this year at Bank of America Stadium. With a win under Kyle Allen, he gets to 5-0 and as an NFL starter, and the Panthers get to 4-2. and If somehow the Saints lose in Jacksonville, yes, they'd be the co-leaders in the NFC South, your Carolina Panthers. The 3-2 and Eagles visit the 3-2 and Vikings. The Texans of Deshaun Watson visit the Chiefs of Patrick Mahomes. Isn't that a heck of a matchup at quarterback and otherwise? Houston at Kansas City, maybe the must-see TV example among others. That's your early game on CBS on Sunday afternoon. College football offers Alabama putting its 5-0 record on the line at Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M. As we come back to your calls, Chris, Charles, Mark, and others, you can chime in right now. Last chance this week for a call to the David Glenn Show, 1-800-849-2761. and Clemson hosts Florida State, which has talent has struggled these last two years under Willie Taggart, but has enough talent athlete-wise to compete with the Tigers who have not found their game yet offensively. We'll see what unfolds at Death Valley on Saturday. LSU is 5-0, number five in the polls. They host 6-0 Florida. The Gators are number seven in the rankings. Georgia is undefeated and hosts South Carolina in another SEC matchup. Unbeaten Penn State visits number 17 Iowa. That's another unbeaten team that you need to watch this weekend. Notre Dame has one loss and hosts Southern Cal tomorrow night on NBC. The Irish remain in the college football playoff mix as long as they stick to that one loss total. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. Let me try Charles in Chapel Hill. You're next on the David Glenn Show. Welcome to Free For All Friday. Hey, David. Thank you for taking my call. Sure, man. Uh, so, yeah, um, I don't know if you heard today's report. You probably did. Chicago extending a olive branch to Eli Manning. Um, good luck, Chicago. I don't think he's going to leave New York. But then I, 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 I think I you're right. Some, yeah. I heard some follow-up reports that uh, Kaepernick, of course, still wants to get back into the league, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And a lot has been said about owners, you know, and they have certain agendas of why they won't sign them. Yeah. And it just appears to me that, you know, if you take him on, you got to take on the laundry list with it. You know, you got to, there's a good chance you're going to have ticket owners uh, burning tickets in the parking lot. You're going to have people oh, yeah. that, um, boycott the games. You know, all that, you know, people have to understand it's not a racial thing, I don't think. It's just from a business standpoint, the owner is probably going to lose if he makes that signing, even though Kaepernick is an above average quarterback. Obviously. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a couple layers to that. Among American citizens, there's a racial element. There are some people who just flat out don't like brown guys employed by the NFL protesting while the national anthem is playing, period. And some people in our country cannot get past that racial element of the equation. They just can't. Now, I agree with you at the NFL level when it comes to owners. No, nobody's excluding Colin Kaepernick because of the color of his skin as an owner. Uh, and they are doing that equa- that mathematical equation that you're talking about. What do I believe he can bring to me as a quarterback after three years out of the league? Almost everybody who knows football knows that his body of work is better than most backups in the NFL and as good as some starters in the NFL. But you don't know what he looks like three years after the rust. 
and you definitely, I mean, we all, I don't own a, you know, I don't run a multi-billion dollar company, but I've been in a business where I've had to make six-figure decisions and five-figure decisions financially, and sometimes you have to choose between principle and profit. And I don't have all the answers there. I don't claim to. I have made decisions in my life that involved less revenue for me because I was making a philosophical stand. But I'm not going to be here, you know, sitting here telling you that, you know, in every case I have picked principle over profit. I mean, the NBA China thing is very much about this. And the Kaepernick thing is as well. When Pete Carroll says he's good enough to start in the NFL, when NFL owners are on the record saying, oh, yeah, he's good enough to play for me. I just don't want to alienate my season ticket base. Of course, it's more than about football. And some of them don't want the financial headaches or public relations headaches that would come with going down that path. So I, I, I hear you. I think you're on the right track. Uh, and it varies a lot franchise by franchise. Some just legitimately aren't interested in him as a fit for their system. Uh, there is a complication factor in the locker room and distractions and, you know, the media, yes. Coaches by rule mostly dislike outside distractions, but most of those same coaches will agree that Colin Kaepernick's good enough to play in the NFL. Where am I heading next, Darren Vaught? 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Let me try Mark and Briar Creek. You're next on the David Glenn Show. Hey, Dave. How are you, man? Doing great. What's on your mind? Well, good, buddy. I haven't talked to you in ages, but uh, already I've made a list of my stuff. I used to belong to Press, so I still got the membership there, and I haven't been there to in five years. i got to cancel that thing. Oh, uh, very cool, man. Uh, I mean, no, it's not cool. My wife could no. kill me. <laughs> no, calling from so Briar listen, Creek is cool. Yeah, listen, a couple of things real quick. Uh, number one, uh, just a quick reminder to everybody to, to make sure you get out to the shelters. I just got done volunteering my dogs out there. Plenty of dogs that need to be adopted. So just want to throw that in real quick to remind people get out there. All right. But uh, my point real quick, I mentioned Cam Newton, Clemson, and uh, – Kurt Schiller, and I'll throw in Colin Kaepernick while we're at it. Uh, first of all, I'm still I'm still in amazement that, uh, you know, I'm an Ohio State fan, so, you know, we've taken a lot of junk over the years over uh, Trestle and then Urban Meyer. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just in amazement that, you know, you, you guys, and I like Dabo, and I like Clemson, but they tested positive before the national championship, and now you also have the FBI tapes out there, uh, and yet no investigations, no words, all crickets. And it just bothers the hell out of me because I, you know, I even said when Trestle went through his that he should resign or be fired for what he did. But I see no accountability on on this with all the business relationships that you're talking about. Business relationships, Kaepernick and those guys, yeah, the SEC and the ACC in bed with ESPN and so forth. So that bothers me. One quick thing before you keep going. You know, the, the Ohio State case went from the back burner to the front burner when more evidence became available, you know, in terms of tattoos and the rest of that craziness. When the only evidence you have about Clemson is an FBI case where in a basketball setting somebody makes a comment about, you know, make, buying athletes for the Tigers. When that's the only evidence you have, that's not a lot to go on. So I'm a little less inclined on the conspiracy theory. When, as an attorney, I can tell you, when you see more evidence, you're more likely to chase it. And when the only evidence you have is somebody caught on tape talking about the basketball team at Clemson, uh, you need a lot more than that to start chasing uh, NCAA violations. Well, I also believe that they also said in that tape that uh, the football team did it too. Yeah, but, but that's all they have. You need more than that. But go ahead. So go right to the juicing. 
right before the national championship game, and supposedly they shoot themselves. I mean, it defies, it just defies common sense. I mean, it just it, it irks me. I'm not saying that they're guilty. I'm saying where's the investigation? Where's the, where's the talking? Where's the accountability? I mean, I All thought right. Jim Trestle should have been fired. I mean, when, not for yeah. the tattoos. He lied. And so he should have been fired right then and there. I'm very even-keeled as far as, you know, holding people accountable. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I just find it amazing we got crickets there. And I know Dabo's a he's funny guy. I've actually met him a couple He's funny as hell. He's a great he guy. But this has got to be – this kind of stuff can't be brushed over. I agree with that. You mentioned a whole bunch of things, and you're almost out of time. So pick one and go ahead. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Chris is in Greensboro and next on Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Yeah, how you doing, man? Um, I just wanted to comment quick. I heard the uh, college athletes getting paid. I, I definitely think that college athletes at the higher level should should get some of that, that money coming in. I mean, the college makes a hand over fist. My only issue or problem with that would be, you know, when they're getting all this money, if they had it maybe – you know, put in a fund or put in, you know, an account that they couldn't touch or only allocated certain amount of money that they could touch throughout the year just to kind of protect the athletes themselves. Um, I'd be worried that they would get into trouble making, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars yeah. over a semester. Well, you're putting your finger on one of the things that they're discussing. And for those who don't know, there's an NCAA committee that has a big report on all of these issues coming out at the end of October. And there's a lot of different forks in the road. And one of them is if you go down this road of name, image, likeness, third-party money to current college athletes, uh, do they just negotiate those deals on their own? Do they negotiate them through the school? Is the money held by the athletic department, you know, for them eventually, for them immediately, for them when they graduate or move on to the pros, whatever? All of these things are on the table. And, yes, it's on their mind just like it is on your mind. I'm almost out of town, out of time, so I have to let you go. Uh, let me throw it back to the studio. Jimmy Buffett with his lovely cruise song will take us into the weekend. I'm headed to PNC Arena. I know many of you are coming here to Prestonwood Country Club, site of the SAS Championship, as that continues with the legends of golf around us all the way through Sunday. We're back after this on the David Glenn Show. Gary Player joining us. This morning I did 1,300 sit-ups and crunches. Wow. I pushed 300 pounds with my legs and I ran on the treadmill. You are one of the legends of golf and you've been an inspiration as a person as well. What a nice compliment and God bless America. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the stretch they come. Come see the legends of golf at the SAS Championship. Learn more at that website, sasschampionship.com. I'll see you at PNC Arena in just a few hours. I'm there as the Canes host the Islanders tonight and the Blue Jackets tomorrow night. Thanks to Darren Vaught and the interns back at the studio, Dennis Cox, Dave Modlin, and others from our friends at 99.9 FM in the Triangle for helping me here on site. I'm off into the sports weekend. Thanks for calling, listening, and being part of the circus. Enjoy the games. We'll see you Monday on the David Glenn Show. Mr. President, Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.